Welcome, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Cultivate Network, where we get real with life, leadership, and church planting. Here's your host. Stuck. What are you stuck in? What are you stuck in, bro? It's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) To be stuck. So it's exciting as we keep diving in today and really as we start. Well, last week we introduced the stuck series that we're going to be going into and how we're, you know, how we're held up by these holdups. So this week, let's dive into our first real big topic. We've covered this really in about three Sundays in a row at Journey Ministering. And let's talk about religion. First of all, first of all, let's let's look at what religion is, a definition of what religion is. A religion is a group of people that get together that worship something, some uh, something, some being, some deity. Religion, this needs to be said as well, will not save you. It cannot save you in any way, shape, or form. Religion is dead. Religion is a belief in uh, seances, groups of people getting together, idolatry, worship, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Religion is. Would you? Would you? Would you think it would be safe to say that religion is? It's just nothing. Religion is is dead. It's a it's a term that we in the Christian American culture um, have deemed as Christianity. When in essence, it's it's totally not. And, not at all. Uh, so religion is tied up in uh, tradition. Yeah, it's steeped in um, idolatry because of tradition. Yeah, we've created so so many idols, at least in the um, well across the world. Right, you can go to a distant island in the middle of the Pacific. You can go to a mountain uh, on the backside of India. And you will find, or you could go to a mountain on the backside of the Appalachian Mountains, and you will find idols all in different forms, but you will find one thing consistent, that people have a hunger to find something and lift it up as deity. And for many of us, we've experienced it, that we, we've lifted up people, we've lifted up denominations, we've lifted up beliefs, systems that have a flavor of biblical truth, but is a far shot from strong, solid theology. And so some of it is because of um, just lack of lack of understanding, lack of education, lack of awareness, lack of teaching. Um, there's so many reasons why, but the world is hungry for religion. And religion is not Christianity. No. Um, so, yes, uh, and I think that's a very appropriate definition. It's a very broad term uh, that we have, uh, we've taken on as, uh, yeah, I got religion. Yeah. And then, and then we, move, we, we, we move on because that's as far as we need to go. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And <clears throat> I like what we said last week. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. Yeah. I think if you take nothing else away from the podcast, take that away. It's not about your religion. It's about your relationship with the Father with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the biggest thing. James chapter 1, verse 27 said this, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. 
Nowhere in there did he say to worship a calendar day, to do a fancy mm-hmm. handshake, to have religious rhetoric in any way, shape, or form. He was saying that true religion and unspotted before God and the Father is this, to be a servant, to go and to serve. That's pure religion. But nevertheless, religion, it's a big holdup. It's a holdup for people today in the Christian world in any way, shape, or form because they see They see these things that happen before their eyes, and they hold these things. They see the they see the molten calf. They see they see the the whatever you want to throw in there. They see these things. They hold to it. This is the way it is. This is why it is the way it is. I love asking the question, "Why are you here?" I think that's one of the best questions that you could ever ask to a body of believers that are gathered at one place at times. Why are you here? Right. Are you here for the relationship or are you here for the religion? Are you here because, hey, it's Sunday, it's Sunday night, it's Wednesday. This is what you do, man. This is what mom and dad did. This is what grandma and grandpa did, man. This is what we're doing. We're getting getting in the trenches here. (laughs) In the trenches of the pews. In the trenches of the pew. You're not really out doing it. So I can see how religion is a big holdup in the world yeah. today. Yeah. What do, how what what do you see as one of the biggest holdups in religion today that we see that that we see in 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 the Christian world? What is one of the biggest holdups you see? Number one. Yeah. The isolation. Okay. What I mean is we live in a bubble and we are not engaging culture around us. Oh man, that's tough. We've we've taken it and we're prote- we live in a protectionist mindset that we must protect what we have because mm. for some reason we might lose it. Mm. And and so it's almost like there's such a lack of faith in that in that belief that that we can't engage in culture. In other words, what I mean by engaging culture, guys, is this. The only time we really talk a whole lot about Jesus it's on Sunday. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not talking about everybody, man. There's some amazing people in, the, in Christendom Absolutely. in America that are out there doing this every day. So I'm not trying to say put everybody in this bucket. I'm just talking about in mass, right? So I think that that one of the mistakes that's easy to fall into, and, and I say that, Anthony, because I've been there. Oh, yeah. You know, everything outside the church was worldly, and and I was I didn't engage outside of my circle of people that believed like me because somehow uh, somebody else may contaminate my belief. I had to protect that, and so I think that that number one is that we the very essence of the call of the church is to infiltrate the world. With the gospel, Jesus said to, and I'm going to get on the soapbox for about 30 seconds here. I'm going to jump back off and let you back up on. So (laughs) it's the thing here. Jesus said, go teach, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So I think about that that word and, the, and and that symbolism. About I'm not saying baptism is symbolism because I do believe that there's a literal command by Jesus to for us to be go down to the water and and just be baptized, be be put under water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But I do believe that He's speaking of something even deeper there. That how do you baptize? You have to have water. You have to submerge in water. And so if He says go baptize the world. In the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and He's—you can almost see that as the Father, Son, Holy Ghost is the water there, and He wants us to fill the world so deep with the gospel of the news of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit 
that the world is baptized or covered in that. So it's our do. It's our. I almost said duty. See, that's a religious mindset. It is our opportunity. It is the reason we exist to go to the world, and 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 not and not try to refrain from the world. The world is not our enemy, right? Us not going. The mindset that says that we're not to go to the world is the enemy. So we, in essence, are our own worst enemy. So pulling off of what you just said, to break out religion, to, to bust a religion myth is religion would be a duty. But yeah. when we bust the myth, we find out that it's not a duty, it's an opportunity. Yes. That's 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 a great takeaway. If you if that's number two, if you pull nothing else out of this podcast, pull that out. Duty versus opportunity. Yes, because that's what it is. You're exactly yeah. right. You know, it's it's an opportunity for us to out, outside of our comfort zone, outside of these four walls yeah. that we're able to go forth and actually accomplish yeah. what the Lord would actually have us to do to step forth out onto the mission field and to be missionaries for Him. That whole opportunity that He has given us to bust up that religious mindset and to protect what we think that we have. I, I understand what you're saying there because you don't want nobody messing with what you got. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's sad. But that is a religious mindset. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not about... Please understand. Protecting what you have, yes. Your salvation that the Lord has given sure. you. Absolutely. That needs to be done. But not harboring it in such a way that you wouldn't want to share the good sure. news of the gospel. Sure, yeah. I think that's where you bust mm-hmm. that myth yeah. of religion versus opportunity is, yes, what the Lord has done inside of me, yes, I want that's sacred, mm-hmm. and that, that, that's holy, and yes, mm-hmm. I want to hold that. But that's not religion. That's the relationship. Right. Now, let's bust that down, yeah. and let's go forth. If, uh, I, I, love, I love this thought. If you're given a free gift, and it changes your life completely, mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity to give this same gift to somebody else, yeah. why would you not want to do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you not? Why would you want to hold that? And I think that's I think that's another breakdown of yeah. the myth of religion sure. compared to it is yeah. let's bust it right. and let's say, man, this is opportunities. Mm-hmm. We know what the sa- saving grace of Christ did for us and the love, the mercy that he showed to us and to understand that and to go forth and to tell it to the whole world, right. to right. break this myth, to bust down that wall, mm-hmm. that middle wall of partition that was holding us back. And, you know, I, so I go back to this. In Matthew chapter twenty three, Jesus was speaking, and he was he was speaking to a to a, a unique group of individuals in Matthew twenty three. And what a beautiful chapter! And I encourage anybody listening to this today to go back and read all of chapter twenty three because it is so rich. But he was talking specifically to the scribes, the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the time. Now listen to what he says: For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin. And have omitted the weightier measures of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Now go listen what he goes on to tell, what he calls the scribes and the Pharisees, ye blind guides. 
which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind guise, cleanse first that which is within and the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may also be clean. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto whited <coughs> sepulchers, which are full of dead men's bones mm. and of all uncleanliness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but mm. within are ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Let's be honest. The scribes and the Pharisees of this time had made it almost impossible to come before right. God. Yep. They had set so much religion. They had so much religion mm-hmm. that they had, they had exactly as Jesus said, they had thrown away the weightier measures of it. Yeah. The faith, the love, they had thrown that away completely to throw your religion down your throat to where God was almost impossible to even come to. Mm-hmm. They had set him so far away. If you were listening to one of them at the time, you're going to think, man, it's impossible. Yeah. He's an impossible God to reach because of the religion. Jesus comes in. He breaks down every stereotype. He breaks down every wall. He breaks down every hindrance. And he opens a door that no man can shut. Yes. This is the stereotype that has to be destroyed of religion. Yes. That, that that has to be destroyed, and we have to see what Christ is. My my favorite thought of this is how they would always come to Christ and try to catch him up in the law. Right. But they didn't realize that they were the they were talking to the one that didn't destroy the law, but he completed the law. Yes. Oh my goodness. They were they came to him and they were they they came to him and they were trying to catch him up in all manner of things with the law, but he was the fulfillment of the law. Mm. And they could not see that because they were so blinded by their religion. Yes. And Anthony, the longer they kept all of the subjects, the everyday la- the laity, as long as they kept the everyday human below them, they had power. <laughs> they had this 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 direct line to God and the all knowing knowledge, but then the everyday person. <gasps> Couldn't access it. No, and that's where Jesus come to break. Yes, you know that that mindset. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna read another encounter. Exactly what you're talk, talking about. They came and asked him questions. Mm-hmm. In Mark seven, they did that, and he said he answered them and said, "Well said, uh, well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, <laughs> as it is written, this people have honored me with their lips, yep. but their heart is far from me." How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines and the commandments of men. For the laying aside of the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such things like you do. And you full well reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. Ouch. You full well reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition tradition you know this is a hard topic and there's going to be people listening to this right now they're going to be like man they're really throwing down on religion here guys it's not we're throwing down on religion it's not that we want you i i personally want you to understand that it's not about the religion it's about the relationship yeah and now please don't get me wrong doctrine is important 
Your theology is important. We talked about this podcast ago. These are important right. things, but you don't need to get so choked down in it that you become like the Pharisees <clears throat> and the Sadducees right. that you that you make God an impossible thing, an impossible person right. to reach. Yep. He's not impossible yeah. to reach mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. But if you set religion up above him and you, 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 make a, you make a stumbling stone that nobody can climb over because you tried to be so religious that you, you've, you've took the gospel of Jesus Christ, you've took the gospels completely out of the, out of the picture, and you've set in front of everybody just a stumbling block that, it, that God will be impossible to reach. Mm. So please don't think that we're just throwing down. No, no. It's not that in any way, shape, or form. Let's bust that myth up right now. Right, it's right. not duty; it's opportunity. That's so true, so true. And then you know, you think about you think about this scenario where where these men, and I don't think that the Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes sat woke up one day and said, "You know what? I think we're going to form our own religion here, and we're going to go off on our own, and we're going to go." No, it was their own flesh, you know. Knowledge, guys, is something that we need to seek God's word and know is truth. But what we need to guard against is religion in the facet that they experienced it. And here's what they did. They would read the law. They would read the, the prophets. And then they would extrapolate. And they would interpret. And they would add their own flavor. They would add their own rules. So they would go to the Word, and they would understand the Word, and then they would add to it. They would add on their own rules and their own regulations and their own timelines and their own – and all. they even wrote a book called the Talmud, and the Talmud was a book of rules that was literally extra-biblical. What I mean by extra-biblical was is it wasn't God saying it. It was man saying it and trying to interpret what God was saying. And so I think what we do is is we we seek Him, and then we kind of to make it simple for us, we add our own stuff to it, and that becomes man made, and that's what we got to guard against is extra biblical doctrine. Now I've been tied up in it, and Anthony, I thought at one point in my life, and I'm just going to testify just for a second here, that I thought I had to earn the grace of God. I was even taught that if I do good deeds, then this is extra biblical, right? What I mean by extra, it's not in the word, but it's something somebody took a point of the word and then made their own thing out of it. That if I did enough good things, then I would lay up basically a, a credit of grace with God. And then that if I did bad things, then God would have more mercy on me because I had done some good things before. It's almost like a, it's like a, debit, like a debit card, right? If, yeah. I, if I deposit enough, then I can withdraw a little bit. And that was the theology that I understood as a young Christian. And so I remember justifying in my mind, if I do these good things, then ah, that bad thing may not be too bad. And then, you know, it's just a small deposit and small withdrawal, bigger deposit. You know, and I was managing my relationship with God like I did my bank account. And I thought it was right. And there was these obscure verses that they would pull out of the Bible and give to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing the right thing here. And, and did I mean well? Yeah, I meant well. I didn't know. You know, did the Pharisees probably mean well in the beginning, some of them? Yeah, I believe they did. I believe they were trying. They really, really thought they were doing the right thing. But here's, here's how you guard against that, guys. Always question why you believe what you believe. Always. 
Say, why, why do I believe in baptism? Go to the Word of God. Don't just follow a human. Learn how to read your Bible. Learn how to interpret your Bible, the historical context. The, 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 you know, learn how to read and pray and seek His face. And that way, He, through His Holy Spirit, can reveal Himself to you in a way that's very personal. How did I get out of that, Anthony? How did I get out of that religion that I was tied up in? There were certain things I was hard on people for that was completely not even in the Bible. It was man-made. It was tradition. But I thought I was right because I had some, some obscure verse in Leviticus that I was holding people to, and it was like completely out of context. But what I had to do is to be honest with myself and honest with God and ask God to show me his word, show me his way, and I had to be willing to let go of anything that I believed that wasn't in the word of God and where I was. I had, and, Anthony, that was hard. Oh, yeah. Because we all have a little bit of an ego, and we think we're right on something. Mm-hmm. And i tell you what it cost me. It cost me a whole lot of friends, yep. what I thought was friends. It cost me people that had been with me for years and years and years and followed after my ministry and been a part of me for many, many years. And it cost me friendships and hundreds of people that I was in relationship with. With you know, It, it cost me. That was hard. But I had to make a choice. Is it religion? Is it man-made tradition and doctrines of men? Or am I going to have to go with what God's showing me in his word? And guys, when you make a decision against religion and for the relationship, it ain't going to always be easy. Get ready for it. Paul did it. It was hard on Paul. They turned on Paul. Matter of fact, they tried to, they tried to take his life. I mean, it was tough on him. But he, he, he held. He held on to the word of God over everything else. Man, there's nothing left to say. <laughs> That's, I, you couldn't have summed it all up better than what you did right there, Jamie. Once again, guys, God is greater than religion. Jesus is greater than religion. Religion will not save you. It cannot save you. It's never saved anybody. Remember Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes. It wasn't by the name of religion that we're saved. Right. It's by the name of Jesus. Mm. And it's only through him that we will ever find salvation. Mm-hmm. And I love what Jamie said. You're going to have to come to a point in your life to ask yourself these tough questions. Why do I believe what I believe? And you're going to have to get into the Word of God, and you're going to have to research it. You can't go by what just somebody has said. You need to get into the Word of God. Yes. And... By doing this, this will root you mm. in the Word of God. Amen. This will root you in your faith. Mm-hmm. This will root you that way when the hard questions are asked to you in your life, that you're going to be able to give an account yeah. for the hope that God has put inside of so you. True. And God's greater than religion. Religion can't save you. It is not duty. It's opportunity. Mm. And it's not about religion. It's about the relationship with the Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love you, each one. Thank God for you. Keep it real. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. 
And until next time, keep it real.